morning, I want to bring your mind back to the purpose for which we are serving God. Else, you will be doing the work and yet the Father wouldn't know you. Amen. We have lost our reverence for the things of God. The church is gradually losing her reverence for the things of God. The fear of God is gradually disappearing if it hasn't disappeared from the church. And we come to church, entertain ourselves, make ourselves happy, and we go home. But the question I'm asking you is, do you have a relationship with the person you are working for? Or you are just doing his work? Now, Eli was a prophet of God who could not raise his children in the way of the Lord. And because of that, God had to replace him with another generation. They were doing their work. The church was booming. People were coming to Shiloh every year. But God said, no, Eli, you have missed it. Hophni and Phinehas, your sons have missed it. I cannot leave the office for them. I need to raise another person. I've not been too old, but I've seen that if you don't take care in church, you will lose your respect for the church. If you don't take care in church, you will lose your respect for your fellow mates in the church. If you don't take care in church, it is church that you become a witch. If you don't take care in the church, it is church that you develop an anger that you never had. If you don't take care in church, it is church you develop envy, hatred, and jealousy. But if we serve God with the mindset of who we are worshiping, the privilege to be called to worship him, we will walk in reverence. We will walk in the fear of God. We will walk in in accordance to the consciousness that God is with us. Now, when we become addicted to the work and not addicted to who the work is for, we then become carnally minded. We then become what? Carnally minded. We take positions, we take fleshly stance that can scatter the very work that God has called you to build. Why should you serve God and go to hell? Some people will serve God on earth and they will go to hell. Because that scripture scares me. And as I study deep into eternal judgment, I begin to stand well. I begin to calculate my thoughts. I begin to calculate my passions. I begin to redirect my passions. And you, you will be humbled because one day you will stand before the beamer seat of the Lord. 
and we are going to give account of what we did with our lives. The question you need to ask yourself is, the person I am working for, the person I am serving, does he know me? Do I have a personal relationship with him? If you have a personal relationship with God, God will place certain limits on your life. God will give you do's and don'ts. If you don't have a relationship with God, you don't have a traffic light in your life. Those who have a relationship with God, we know them in the church. And those who don't have a relationship with God, we know them. If you wake up and you have not done your quiet time, you don't have a relationship with God. If you wake up and you don't pray, look, as it looks very funny and very menial, but it says everything about your spiritual life. Why do I talk to man when I have not spoken to my father? Yesterday, a friend sent me a video of his dad, her dad, who was in critical condition. She said she wanted a miracle. Apostle, pray. I want a miracle. I said, I am not a miracle worker. There is a miracle. We will pray. But the state of your father, I believe his years have expired. He will not survive. That's the truth. So let's pray for him. Pray. Keep praying, but I want you to be strong. She felt offended. And she cut the call. And I called her back. I said, why do you cut the call? Your father is dead. His soul is standing far. He's dead. Let it advise you, listening to me, that a day is coming. No amount of prayer can give you the second chance. She started crying. Started crying. Started crying. I said, don't cry now. You say you want your father to come back. Keep praying, but keep it at the back of your head that I have told you your father will die. This morning, she sent the test. My daddy died. I don't. And I said, so what are you going to do? Cry. Cry all the cries you cry. But at the same time, Look at how you were, you were telling me. Apostle, I want us to pray. My daddy did not give his life to Christ. The Wednesday, I was going to lead him to Christ because I saw that the case would be critical. That was when he went unconscious. So I said, so Abby, you. She sent me the video when I saw the father. I said, no, this one is gone. As you looked at your father, what was running through your mind? He said, I wish he knew the Lord Jesus because I know he's going to face the judge of all judges. If we have the opportunity and the privilege to serve God, eh, we need to humble ourselves and connect to the Father. Believe him fully. I've seen people deal with God and when even men of God are preaching, it's like, oh, that is the perception of the pastor. That's what the pastor is thinking. That's what the man of God is thinking. 
That is his own perception. I want to ask you, as you are serving God, if Jesus comes here now, does he know you? Or is it because of what you do for him, you think he knows you? No. I always tell you, I'm working for Dr. Mensah Tababai. I'm sure I have not spoken to him one day. I, I don't know his telephone number. I don't know his house. I have not entered his office before. But am I not an ICGC pastor? Yeah. You can work for somebody and he will never know you. Because you don't have a relationship. Pastor Kujo can just get up and walk into Pastor Tabel's house without call. He can walk into Otabel's office without booking. But if I want to see him, it will be a formal booking. Two months, three months, and I have to wait to see him. Your relationship with God is paramount to any work you do for him. It it, it was not the, the strength of David that brought down Goliath. It was his relationship with God that brought down Goliath. Now, let's see this. One of the secrets of David was that he revered the things of God. He had respect for the things of God. He did not joke those who joke with the things of God will see the handwriting of Bene, Bene, Teke, what? You have been weighed in the balance. And that night, Bethsaida was slain. When you joke with the things of God, your that night will surely come. But David, I mean, when you look at the story of David, you will see a man who had a relationship with God. I don't want you to be an ordinary church worker or an ordinary usher or an ordinary protocol person or an ordinary you must have a relationship with God you must be able to feel God you must be able to know God you must be able to know the voice he said my sheep knows me and they know my voice and they obey must be able to know God now, some of you came on Friday. Maybe you were expecting the woman pastor. He didn't come. Yes. I had a prompting in my spirit to tell him on Friday morning that she shouldn't come. That is how bad I can go with God. If I hear Papa speak, it's fine. It may offend her. She didn't understand. Say, I've gone for waiting. I'm just about to leave the room and this is the message I say, please. The person we are all working for says that you shouldn't come. We ignore divine promptings. Then we step into waters we should not step in. And at the end of the day, I understood why God didn't let her come. And my friend who introduced her to me said, Prince, you are too spiritual. And when the pastor tells you that you are spiritual, say, oh, I, I know her. She's my friend. This and this and this and this and this and this. Issues I've gone to handle with. But, you know, I wanted to shelve that one. And I said, no, no. So you were come to give me poison. 
you don't relate with God and follow the leadings of the Spirit, you will step in waters you should not step in. Don't just be... A, working for God is a privilege to get closer to Him. Not a privilege to make a name for yourself. Write it down to help you. Working for God is a privilege to get closer to the old man. But it's not an opportunity to make a name. And the people, I think Genesis 11, they wanted to build a tower. Come and let us make a name for ourselves. God said, Chia. You, you, you can't make a name for yourself. I will let you put in labor. And, and sometimes you think you are succeeding. When they lay the foundation, nothing happened. No earthquake. Their structure passed the height of normal buildings. <clears throat> and it was, as, it was so strong and high as close to the sky. And that was when Papa sneezed. And the whole thing. So, you can never trick God. We can never go against the will of God. Look, I, I, I tell people, you can never be wiser than God. You think you have beaten the game today. You have beaten his upside trap. And nothing is happening. If you don't have a relationship with God. The Bible said one day about the prophet. He ran into a brook. And the scripture said, when the brook dried up. It means every source of your strength is going to dry up. What to sustain you is your relationship and your connection with the Lord Jesus. In my house, nobody talks to me until I come out from my room. And I make sure I wake up before everybody. So until I come out and begin to talk, you don't talk to me. It is... (laughs) You need to know that life is not about human beings. Life is about the, the human beings God sends to you. So if you know that, you will not be chasing human beings. You will chase God. And God will be supplying the human vessels that you need for your life. Between now and December, may the Lord select the people who should come into your life. I said, may the Lord select the people who should come into your life. Develop the habit of fearing the things of God. Have a fear for the church. As as you are entering church, have a reverential fear. Know that it is the holy ground of the Lord. Know that it's the place where God shows up. Know that, have a reverential fear for your pastor and his message. Have a reverential fear for the work that you are doing because you are not working for your grandmother. You are working for your father which is in heaven. And he said, everybody's work shall be tried. You will pass it through fire. Some will be like paper. Some will be like gold. The more it's going through the fire, the more it's shining brighter. Develop the habit of having a reverential fear for the things of God. That's why people come to church and steal. That's why people come to church and deceive women. 
That's why people can marry, they are pregnant and take a vow before the altar. That is why when you give your tithe, God is not answering. Because you don't revere the things of God. That is why our prayers are not being answered. You are praying and you are on WhatsApp. You are worshiping and you are on WhatsApp. You are worshiping and you are emotionless. You, 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 you don't, there's no expression. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. When was the last time you cried before God? When was the last time you felt God and you lifted up your hands in worship? We need to have a reverential fear for God. That thing has left the church. It's, it's gradually living. But we shall reinstall it in our lives. Your amen is very weak. Now, let me read the scripture. I have not read scripture. Some Bible scholars are waiting for me to read. Second Samuel chapter 6. It talks about David bringing back the ark of God from the abode of Abinadab. Abinadab let me read. But time is running. That's why. Let's read. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel. 30,000. May the Lord increase you at 30,000. May the Lord give you 30,000 helpers in your life. Your amen is very weak. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Balai of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab. That was blah, 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 blah. Follow me. Let me just narrate it because of time. Now, the ark of God was with the Philistines earlier. And David went to fight in war and brought the ark to town, but they left it at a, in an old man's house called Abinada because they felt he has been with the Lord for a long time. He's an experienced Christian. He, may, he will have a reverential fear for the ark. Are you following? But the ark was with Abinada for over 21 years and nobody heard of Abinada. And God wanted to teach a generation like you a lesson. So he put in the heart of David, gather men, gather men. Hoshes, watch the children, please. Gather men. So he selected able men, took them to Abinadab's house to bring the ark of the Lord. And God relocated the ark of the Lord into a man who had reverence reverence for his presence. Obedidon. Obedidon. And when the ark was brought to his house, the Bible said, in 90 days, the fame of Obedidon has spread across. And even the king became jealous and went for the ark and brought it to Jerusalem. Look, the same hands that is laid on different people will not have the same impact. The same oil, the same preaching will not impact a lot of people. God took the ark 
put it in Obedidon's house. And I believe every morning, this man will go and clean it. Make sure his hand will not touch it. Abinadab might have been familiar with the ark of God, with the things of God. He never cleaned it. He never said any story to his children. We never heard of him. But today, up to now, many prophets preach from Obedidon. And I always ask myself, if you were in the shoes of Obedidon in those days, would you have had the spirit of Obedidon? The fear of God. The fear. I always walk in the fear of God. And I always pray that I will continue to walk in it. When you walk in the fear of God, you will hate sin. Because you see sin as an intentional barrier to separate you from your God. You will hate it with passion. You will hate to go against the will of God. You will hate it. And nobody will force you. This is wrong. This is not wrong. You will know because the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. When the fear of God comes back to church, the carnality will disappear. We shall align to the will of God. The flesh will be brought under subjection. The flesh will be brought under subjection. It is not when the Bible said that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It doesn't read that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is misbehavior. There is liberty to follow the will of God. Because God will never force you to obey him. You need to force your soul, your spirit to test after God. You need to follow. David said, my soul tested for thee in a dry. So God will not, that's why the spirit of the Lord gives you the liberty to choose. So that he put two trees in the garden. He gave Adam all the, you can do everything, but this one, don't touch it. Now ask yourself, God, if you know that he will touch it and it will disturb the whole humanity, why do you, why didn't you surround, why do you wait for man to fall before you surround the life, the tree of life? Why? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You choose the pages you want to see in your life. You choose. So God, he said, I've said before you this day, death and life. Choose. That's how, how funny God can be. God, you know the best for me. Why don't you hook me like an axe and force me? You can put yourself in that position also. Then God will use you like that. But most times, we try to tell God what we want outside his will. So you enter into certain situations, you will pray and pray and pray and pray. It's not changing. Why? Because you chose a decision and that is the consequences. But today I pray that the message of God will exempt you from certain judgments that has come upon your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God can always rewind your life. And God can always restore you. God can always give us another chance. May the Lord restore somebody this morning. I said, may the Lord restore you this morning. May we begin to fear the things of God.
during worship? Why do you walk around? And I don't want to see people getting up when they are preaching the word. Choristers, um, intercessors, sometimes they are preaching. Then you see somebody get up. If you know you can't sit down throughout the message, don't come and sit where we will see you. It is disrespect to God, number one, to the word, number two, and to the pastor preaching. It's like talking to your child and your child walks away. So when you go to the Orthodox church, during worship, they close the doors. You know, the Orthodox try to enforce the law physically. But charismatics, we are, the liberty is too much. But I think we have to borrow some things, small, small from them, and balance the system. And you preach it, worshiping. Then your, your hands is in your pocket. And you are, you are. May the fear of God come back to the church. I said, may the fear of God come back to the church. May the fear of God come back to the church. We are going to take communion. If you revere communion, eh, that is when the benefit begins to flow into your life. That we don't revere the things of God. Communion. And the wafer is too light. You don't even know how to chew it. We should go back to the days of bread breaking. Top bread. Let's begin to revere the things of God. Because if, we, if you can revere God a little more, most of the prayers we have said for you will begin to flow. Amen. Close your eyes and put your right hand on your heart and pray for yourself. Let it be a deep cry. Paul said, after I've done all this, I bring my body under subjection that I myself might not become a castaway. You can work for God and be listed amongst the castaways of God. Not you, not you, not you, not you, not you, not you. Not you. Your labor will not be in vain. It shall have value. Paul said that if I give my body to be bent and I do not have love in me, I've wasted my energy. That means there is something that must be in our service. Our service to God is valued based on God's own terms. Value. The value of our work is valued based on God's own marking scheme. And it is coded in the word. May the Lord find you faithful. And may the Lord find us worthy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. There is a saying that Paul always says. And I like it so much. In the beginning of his books, he calls himself a servant of God. Then when it is getting to the end, he begins to call himself a slave of God. Servants sometimes have options, but slaves are bought.
and their slaves forever. Amen. Those days, servants, you can trade. You, 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 you can work for me for five years. Whilst you are working for me, you are my servant. But there are some people who are working for their master. And it is for life. So your master can give you to be killed in compensation for something. Those are slaves. May we become like slaves in the hands of God. That we will go when he says go. And we will come when he says we shall come. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. What builds men are not sweet things or are not toughest. The hard way always build giants. And I'm going to continue to preach very harder messages to get your system built for what God wants to do with you. Because I will not do you any good if I preach messages that will excite you. It will not take you anywhere. It gives you just one step. I want to give you a life of advantage. You need to be strong for what is coming. Because what is coming is for strong men. The Bible says bones are for what? Strong men. Strong men. Do you want to be a strong man? Then you need to hear messages that will wake you up. As for God bless you, God bless you. We do it. We do it on Friday. That's why the services are varied. Tuesday is teaching. Sunday is evangelistic. And then Friday is miraculous. So don't be only a Sunday Christian. You will not get the balance. Amen. Give the Lord another mighty clap of friend. Finally, I want you to build very good habits. Very, very good habits. Habits are things that, I'll preach about it maybe. It is part of the church culture. The church culture and the money may be breaking. We will go to like part 100. But habits are very insignificantly seemingly looking. There are things you do without thinking. Before you realize you've done it. Check it. Start evaluating your habits. Are they bad or good? Do you just buy things in town? Do you just lie? I mean, you easily lie. It's a bad habit. Do you just like food? Like, you forget your environment. Watch it. Do you get angry and misbehave? Watch it. What are your good habits? Sit down when you go home today. That's the assignment I've given you. I believe you have 30 bad and 30 good. Take your time and write them. But the truth is that it is very easy to cultivate a bad habit. And very difficult to stop a bad habit. But it is very difficult to cultivate a good habit. And very easy to let the the good habit go. I've set you thinking. God bless you. Close your eyes and commit the service into God's hands.